Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the podcast. Today it is just me joining you. I am going to be talking today about a topic that's pretty specific to um, some artists who might be interested in art festivals. So if you're somebody who's been thinking about doing art festivals, you're on the fence, or you've done art festivals in the, in the past and they have not gone um, well for you and you want some additional tips, this is the place to be. I'm going to be talking about some just general tips I have for art festivals. Um, there's in fact a ton of talk about when it comes to art festivals as I just was um, taking writing out my notes and creating an outline for this podcast I realized that this was a lot more than what I could put in one episode so um, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing kind of like um, a general overview of my best practices for art festivals and then if you would like to dive deeper into these topics, um, which I'll be highlighting throughout this, like when I will be doing that, um, you can join me on Patreon. So on Patreon, I'm going to be putting exclusive content for my patrons that is going to be, like like I said, the deeper information about art festivals. I'll be talking a lot more about the process of applying to art festivals, which I think is a really crucial aspect because I mean, if you don't get in the art festivals, there's no art festival to prepare for. So I'm going to do a lot on there in terms of talking about applying. I'm not gonna be doing as much about that on in this episode. Um, I also be diving into a lot more of how to set up your tent. Um, so to make that the best sort of um, experience for your consumer and your clients. Um, so I'm gonna be doing that on Patreon. I'm also gonna be giving a list of what to have for sure. Um, and talking about a bit more in detail about the prep process and giving you a checklist of how to get ready for art festivals. So that's all gonna be on Patreon, but there's still gonna be a lot here today if that's something you maybe are not willing to dive deeper on. Like I said, it's $3 a month if you do wanna do that. And also, it is going to be something I'm going to start doing more of. I think there's a lot that I could dive deeper into that we just kind of only get to the surface level here on Gesso Girls. So I'm going to start doing monthly content on my Patreon that you can have access to if you are at the $3 a month level. So if you do decide to become a patron for $3 a month, it's not, this is not the only thing you're going to get. You're going to start getting more of this deeper dive content because I really am going to start putting more energy into that um, for you guys. So definitely check it out. And without further ado, let's talk about um, festivals today and, and those just general best practices. So um, I'm going to start with um, just a general about signing up for festivals. So when it does come to signing up for festivals, something that I did not do that I wish I had done um, when I was first figuring out what festivals to do was to actually um, reach out to artists who had done them in the past. And I think I was new and shy um, and I wasn't as bold as maybe I am now where I would go and find those artists and DM them and just ask about their experience. But I highly recommend doing that because I went to several art festivals where it was just not the right audience for my work. And I think you'll also get a good sense and flavor of what the art festival will be like if you actually do investigate what artists were there. Because sometimes I would go and um, at the time I was a little naive and just wanted to go for the experience and I would spend, you know, money on a booth fee and I'd not be able to make it back. So... I think it's important to really know where your work is going to sell well and it really does I think there's something to be said about being a little bit different than your than your neighbor but people are going to come into an art festival with a certain price in mind. They may all come in with a different aesthetic in mind, but with a certain price they're going to, you know, if you're positioned at $1000 a painting and your neighbor's positioned at $20 a painting, there's a 
big gap there. And I think that therefore there's gonna be sticker shock when someone sees your price. So really looking closely at what artists have been at the art festivals, looking at their websites and their price is a really valuable piece of research to do before you decide to apply or not because those application fees do add up. I mean, they're about $25 a pop. So if you apply to four art festivals, you're at $100 right there and there's no guarantee you're gonna get in to them. So really be cognizant of what festivals you're signing up for, if they make sense for your work uh, and your price range. So after that, I think, um, th like I said, there's a lot more I could talk about in terms of just how you um, structure your application and what kind of photos you take, but I'm going to talk more about that on Patreon. Um, so I'm going to move on because there's a lot more to talk about just in terms of the prep for a festival. So in terms of prepping for an art festival, uh, there's a lot that needs to happen here. This is probably going to be the bulk of our topic today is just simply talking about um, that, that process. The day of stuff is... Um, um, it kind of, you know, unfolds naturally, but the prep is really where, where it's at. So, and when it comes to getting ready, um, of course, you're going to need a tent, right? And um, I will put recommendation, the tent, the link to the tent I have um, in the bio. So I have a tent, it's called, uh, it's a Flourish tent and it's the Trimline series, which is kind of the creme de la creme of the uh, art festival tent. But you don't have to have this tent. Um, I also got this tent from a friend who was retiring from their art festival uh, days. So I got a very, very nice discount um, from that. So I think there is really probably gonna be a lot of artists who maybe are giving up their tents on Craigslist, um, maybe on Facebook Marketplace. So look around for that. Um, the Flourish uh, Trimline tent is really a great one. It's very durable and which is very valuable when there's bad weather um, to protect your work especially paintings. I think other smaller things you can kind of easily cover and protect, but paintings is a little bit harder to like scramble and cover them. So I really do think that it's worth having a tent where you can really fold down the sides and, you know, kind of just make sure that your work is safe and protected overnight as well. So that is my re recommendation for tents, but there are a lot of options out there. I will be diving deeper into those options on Patreon and we'll give a list of the different tents um, that I've seen at festivals um, and kind of giving recommendations on how to make a cheaper tent look more uh, <laughs> look more professional. Um, but I think that that also, I think that there's there's a lot you can do, um, but it's, I don't know if that's gonna be a little bit dry to talk about today. Uh, so I'm gonna continue on, like I said, with the stuff that you need to get ready for the art festival. So the biggest thing for me truly, I mean, the tent is very much, you know, that, that's practical. I think you can do Google research and figure it out for yourself. Um, but in terms of what you need, you need inventory and you need a lot more inventory than you think you're going to need. Um, I am always shocked by how much I, I need because it's not necessarily the big stuff that you need a lot of inventory for. It's, it's the small stuff is really where you're going to make your money. And I like to make a plan whenever I go to art festivals of how I'm going to make my money back. So of course you have those application fees, you have a booth fee, um, and you want to, I mean, at the very least break even, right? So make some sort of plan of how you're going to do that. And usually it's the smaller things that sell easily. 
knowing your audience is important. So if you have a festival in Chicago or if you have a festival in Michigan, having some things that maybe are specific to that area that people are just gonna, are easy to like. If you, I've, I've had a festival in Charlevoix, Michigan, and if you've been to Charlevoix, you know that they have some really beautiful, um, their, their, their town is really beautiful and they have a really pretty lighthouse and everyone goes crazy for paintings and pictures of the lighthouse. So I had, of course, some little lighthouse watercolors and those sold out in like the first hour of the festival because everyone likes that and they made my money back. And I highly recommend this. I know it kind of sounds like, oh, but that's not, you know, um, what I'm here to do. I'm here to show them my art, my work. Well, of course you are, but you also don't want to uh, be at a loss. So, you know, lower your, yourself a little bit to be a little bit more strategic in terms of your um, marketing plan and have those items that are easy to pick up. People are going to just have a, a, a very, it's, it's under $100, maybe even under $40. You could do some gift cards. Um, you could do some cards or some um, just small things that could make really nice gifts. Also highly recommend having some items that are easy to take home and put right on your wall. So things that are already framed. Of course, if you're selling watercolors, the things hanging in your tent are probably going to have to be framed already in order to hang up on the wall but if you are a you know acrylic painter and you're paint on canvas um, I think if your paintings are large I don't think you need to frame them because a that gets expensive for you and b everyone does have their own personal preferences on framing um, but I think having um, a couple of them framed is a good idea just to even show your customer what it would look like framed so they know what that option is. Um, and then you could also, of course, always offer to frame it for them for an additional price um, and they know what that would look like. Uh, in the past, I have not shown my work framed and I really am going to start doing that this year because I do see now how it adds that extra level of professionalism, that extra... Um, easiness for the consumer to just put it up on the wall and not think twice about it. Uh, I think that the more accommodating you can be for somebody who maybe is not an art connoisseur, um, who is coming in and just wants to buy something beautiful but is a little bit anxious or nervous, anything you can do to make it a more enjoyable, more uh, relaxing and easy experience is the better. So also that means smaller items too that are just already framed, which is cheaper for you, of course, to do than framing those big items um, and also cheaper for them, but equally, you know, looks professional, something they can easily gift or put on their wall right away. That's a big recommendation I have there. Um, so on Patreon, I'm going to do a little bit of um, some math. If you like math, you can, you can do that along with me, but of breaking down um, a festival fee and those expenses and maybe even including your tent, what you paid for your tent and all that, um, and then calculating how many pieces you might need um, and figuring out, you know, where to put your time and energy so that you know when you get to the festival that you're going to have enough inventory and enough stuff in stock to make back your money. Um, also, there are, I highly recommend prints. I think prints are a great way to easily um, create multiples um, because once again, that sort of, um, you know, having to create a new original piece for every single 
you know, item in your booth is, it's going to be exhausting. So having prints available is a very, very good way to make back that, that money and appeal to a lower budget than your large paintings. Of course, your large paintings are the goal to sell because those are really where you're going to make big money, but always play to many different um, price points. Also before the festival, you're going to want to prepare um, with some marketing materials. So I highly recommend having a banner of some kind. You can easily get a banner made at Staples or Vistaprint or uh, I think Moo.com has it available where your name is very visible and displayed so people can remember you. I also think having your business cards easily accessible and just passing them out like candy is a great idea. Anytime someone comes in your tent and is lingering for a little while longer, just say, you know, and they start to leave, say, here's my business card. If you ever want to check out my work on Instagram um, or visit my website in the future, um, here's how to find me. And most times people are going to take the business card. Um, and it's a really great way. I've had sales happen from giving up my giving out my business card. Um, somebody has returned to my website and then bought a painting after the fact. So really, really invest in those and get a lot of them and give them out as much as possible. In addition to the business cards, I also think it's a great practice to have a place for people to sign up for your mailing list. In the past, I've had a little notebook where people could write their names down and I also would just encourage people, once they end the same thing, if they're looking at my work a little while and they, especially if we had, if we had a dialogue of some sort, um, more than just them looking, uh, I would say, if you wanna hear from me or hear about any sales that come up, I, I do an end of the summer sale is usually what I say, um, which usually gets people to sign up. Um, you'll hear about it first and then they sign up. And also I know COVID's weird right now, so people might not wanna touch the pen or whatever, have a QR code that takes them to your website to sign up to, for your mailing list. I know I will have that prominently displayed. I also recommend getting nice bags to put your art in. I am very guilty of um, having only garbage bags to put my art in, which is not a very professional look. And after someone just spent a lot of money on your painting, um, I think the least you can do is buy some nice paper bags um, in different sizes and have those available. I think it adds like a nice professional look. And also if you had a little sticker or you've um, done a little like stamp of your name on it, it also shows as they walk around the festival people can see that, that someone has bought your work. So it's also doing that marketing for you. It's the little things when it comes to the festivals that um, I really didn't think about my first years, which is why I think it's really important to hear from somebody who's done this before, because um, I hopefully, this is my fourth, gonna be my fourth year doing it. It would it would be my fifth, but uh, I, I, did, I didn't do them last year because of COVID. So this is gonna be my fourth year doing it. And I think there's so much to, to learn and so much much that you just pick up over the years and it's it's a really great um, thing to hear from somebody else and I hope I can impart on you some knowledge so that you can do your best job possible and really make your art festivals worth it because I know this summer I'm only going to be doing three I had in the past done like almost close to 10 which is kind of crazy and very much uh, exhausting I wouldn't recommend that um, and it's I, I think that I had so many festivals that just were not worth it because I just didn't set myself up correctly. And if, you know, leaving those festivals and feeling like I didn't just set myself up right is really what's hard because, you know, there's 
obviously you can't control if someone's going to buy your work, but if you don't have the right kind of stuff available, if you're not presenting your work well, if you're not giving off, off a professional vibe, that is, that's on you, right? And that's what's hard to stomach. And what I'm realizing is like, there's so much you can do to really set yourself up set yourself up for success. There's no guarantee, but this is a way to really kind of put yourself in the best position possible. I also really recommend before the festival to have some sort of elevator speech um, already prepared. So I can't tell you how many times people come up to you at the festivals and they want to hear your story and it's kind of overwhelming. You feel like you're in an interview like, okay, where do I begin? I was born here. and. Um, that's obviously not what they want to hear. They want to hear about your work and how you became an artist and having some sort of story also just propels people to want to get to know you, to want to get to know your work. And I know I personally enjoy something that has a story behind it. And I can't, there's been a couple times where someone's been on the fence about buying my work and then they I told them a story about a behind it and then they bought it specifically I remember this one woman was looking at a painting of mine that was this tree that had flowers on it and she wanted to know where um the tree was and I told her it was from a photo I'd taken in San uh, in San Diego and she was like oh I love San Diego and then bought the painting I don't know if I had told her if it hadn't been San Diego, if it had been San Francisco, if it would have made a difference, but she wanted to know where this tree was and she wanted to know the story behind it because that for her was what made it worth it. So I really do think that having some story prepared for each of your pieces and also some story for um, yourself and um, that doesn't have to be like an elaborate, you know, story, but just about how you've gotten into art and having some bit of, um, you know, that personal touch to it. People think artists are magical. Remember that. I mean, most people really think that like they don't have no idea how you do what you do. And it is just out. It's, it's crazy to them. And so um, they are just going to view you like a unicorn. So be that unicorn for them, you know, be that magical being that can create beautiful things. Um, because that is ultimately what they're buying. So when it comes to the day of the festival, I have a long list of very random items that I think are critical to have at a festival. Um, I am also going to be putting those on Patreon, so you can get that long list there. I don't want to like bore you guys with that right now, but uh, one thing I will say is that you you need paper towels. I don't know why you always need them. You just need paper towels, and it's like something that I never thought to bring to an art festival before. Um, so nothing else on that list bring paper towels. I don't know why, but you, you will need them. So I also recommend that you set up the night before, the day before, because honestly, I have tried to do the whole morning of thing because I was working a full-time job and I didn't have time to do it that night or, or not even time, just like energy. Really do whatever you can to set up the day before because setting up in the morning is is stressful. I mean, if you forget something and you realize it and you're far from home, you you can't go get it. And this happened one time. Uh, thankfully, we were setting up the day before, but we were once again we were in Charlevoix, Michigan, and I had forgotten my bins. And my bins, are, the bins are the things that you put your um, 
you put your prints in that people kind of can flip through like at a record store and I had forgotten them back in Illinois but there was no going to get it and we're in Charlevoix Michigan like we're not in a big metropolitan area where we could go to a Blick or something that would have that item um and so I had to send my boyfriend out to a Hobby Lobby to try and find something we could make shift into a bin like object and we made it we did our best we made it work but um man was it stressful so imagine if it had been the morning of I would have been doomed like I would have had nothing to put all of my paperworks in no one would have seen them so that is why I highly recommend go doing the night before if you forget anything you can go out and get it um obviously it's um going to be a lot easier to to set up your work well and do so in a really professional manner than if you're like throwing work up right as people start coming into the festival there's been many times where um there are early birds who come first thing and or they really are like avid art people and they want to get there first and get their pick of the litter and if your work isn't up or if it doesn't look professional yet they walk right by so really really make sure that you're there early the day of you've set up the night before you have your cup of tea cup of coffee you're you're chilling out you're you know getting to know your neighbor and you're not you're not stress setting up so um that is a big recommendation there um, also make sure that you take your time to level your paintings in the in the booth. And I know that's hard because of course you're setting up on grass and or some kind of uneven surface usually, but do your best to have that evenly, um, you know, have them even and laid out so that there's equal spacing between each painting. Um, they're not like off kilter because once again, you're trying to give up an air of professionalism. Um, people are looking at your work and they're seeing the price tag next to it. And if your painting is a lot of money, you need to be presenting it like it's a valuable object at a museum. Um, that also being said, I think that you need to be, when it comes to being professional, um, I, I think being really bubbly and excited is awesome, but I think also giving people like space to observe your work. I think with COVID, we're gonna have to be doing that. Um, but not being like, you know, like you're gonna tackle them in your booth. I've, I've seen several artists who just like yell at somebody walking by and I, I'm all for like saying hello and waving and smiling and being very outgoing and extroverted when you're in that setting. But um, don't, don't try to tackle people. I think if you're, I mean, if you're anything like me, I know I don't like going into a store where I'm the only person and this salesperson is like, like on top of me, especially with art. People need space to view it and appreciate it and take it in. So let them do that. Uh, don't um, be all on top of them and telling them, you know, I think it's good if you ask them if they have any questions. That's what always what I do when someone walks into my booth. I say, oh, thank you for coming in. Like if you have any questions, like please let me know. Um, and if they are staring at a painting for a certain amount of time, I might say like, oh, do you want to hear like my story behind that? And that way, you know, you're kind of asking them. They're not like throwing it onto them. And more, more times they're not. I mean, I think it'd be weird if someone was like, no, I don't. Um, then you can kind of engage in a bit more of a dialogue um, about that particular piece. So um, be very welcoming, but don't be over the top is, is what I would say. 
Another big thing is to make friends with your neighbors. Just like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, I think it's really critical to get advice from someone who's done this before. Um, I know I had a friend, like I said, who sold me her booth and she told me so much and gave me so much information that was so, valu so valuable um, that really was... I think a really a critical piece of uh, making sure I was set up for success, you're going to find that these are festivals, you're going to find those seasoned people who've been doing it for years and years, um, and, and pick their brains. I mean, obviously, be polite, don't do it when they have like 10 people in their booth trying to buy paintings. But um, go over to those people who maybe you're a little bit intimidated by and introduce yourself, say, hey, I'm new, I'm new to this, like, I so admire your work and be complimentary. I mean, Artists, I think, generally want to help other artists. I know that's my sentiment, and that has been my experience with any artists that I have come across. So highly recommend getting to know your neighbor. Um, also, it just helps you network too, right? Like you might find a new opportunity if you get to know them. I think I was a little bit too shy in my first few art festivals where I didn't do that, and I, and I regret it. Also, if you are going to be alone at these art festivals and you need to go to the bathroom, you're gonna need somebody to watch your booth for a minute. So that's a very practical reason why you need to make friends with your neighbors. Um, we all need snack breaks and bathroom breaks. And I would say last but not least, when it comes to when you actually make that sale, um, first of all, I forgot to mention that you, I highly recommend having a way of accepting mobile payments, like a square and a way to um, take someone's credit card. I would never accept a check from somebody you don't know. I did it once because this woman was like very, very trustworthy <laughs> seeming and it was totally fine. It worked out fine and I did it. Um, but she, that was a very, a rare situation where I did that. Um, don't, don't recommend doing it ever. I will never do it again, but don't take checks. They can bounce. Um, do take, do find some way to accept a credit card, like a Square. I don't know what other products are out there. That's just what I've used. Um, and also, I mean, I think people will, are getting more comfortable doing like Venmo and Zelle. So you could also do that, but I think, um, which is nice for like contactless payment, you could promote it like that if you do wanna try and, and do that. But some people might not have that and then you're kinda like SOL with that. Um, or of course you can accept cash. Um, and once that painting has sold, treat it like it's an object in a museum. I have a funny story. This is that same woman that I was saying before, like yelled at people to like come into her tent, which worked sometimes, didn't work other times. And well, one time this, uh, <laughs> this person, like a person actually did buy her one of her paintings and it was an acrylic painting and it was hanging up. Um, first of all, this woman had so many paintings in her tent that like, it was just like you're, you feel like you've just been hit by like, like a brick wall because like it, there's so many so many paintings. So once again, I'm gonna be talking in my Patreon about how to set up your booths for the best like experience for your customer. Um, this is what not to do, I would say, cause she had it, like, sometimes it's just too much. Like I know having a lot of options sounds like a great idea, but not always. That just usually overwhelms people. So um, I'm going off on a tangent with this, with this woman, but, uh, so this person bought a painting and first of all, her paintings were expensive, like a couple thousand dollars. So this person probably spent like close to two grand on this painting and it's acrylic and she's getting it ready to give to them and she takes it off of her tent wall and just takes a bottle of water and pours it and dumps it on the painting. I like when I say the look on this person's face who just spent like close to two grand on this painting, 
like horror, absolute horror. And I was horrified too. I mean, I know you can do that to like clean a painting if there's dust on it, which is what she was doing, but doing that in front of the person who just bought your painting, I, I could not believe it. And this person was horrified. So um, don't do that. Treat the painting like you have white gloves on, like you're in a museum. Once again, remember you're a unicorn. Most people don't know anything about art and um, that you're like giving them a little like your baby right now. Okay. So make sure that you treat it with a lot of care and consideration and then you put it in a nice bag. Maybe you like wrap it in some way and protect it. You know, this is their little baby now. Um, and you put a business card in there. You put a business card in there or some sort of marketing material so that they have your name because while your signature is on there, they don't have your email. They don't know your website, which is also why I think it's important to have that on the bag everywhere. Just slap that everywhere, your website, your email, your Instagram, um, and be sure to grab your, the person who just bought your painting, their email. Say like you need their email to send them a receipt, whatever you gotta do, like you, you need their email because this person bought your work. Like they like your work, they probably wanna see more of your work. They may buy more of your work in the future. And I have to tell you, there are my first few festivals when people bought my work, I didn't get their emails and that is a huge regret um, because now, you know, I don't know if they know how to find me again. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so definitely get their email in some way, shape or form um, and let them, you know, go on their merry way with, with your painting. Um, I had to get a question on Instagram about if you should um, offer to ship the painting to them. Um, I never had this come up because, well, they're, they're there currently. Um, but if this person is, I guess, like visiting or on vacation, I, I guess that you could offer that. I don't really know... Um, I would just treat it then like you would any other way of selling your work uh, like online where you're gonna you know charge them the shipping cost like there then and yeah make sure you get that the the cost of shipping right there and then because you know it's gonna be harder to collect that later um get their address of course and let them know give them a t an estimate um like hey like you know i'll probably be able to ship this out this week and um make sure you give them any information so they know that the painting is coming um give them some sort of uh give them your email make sure they have your information if they want to check in because I think that that could be a little scary too like okay I just bought something and I really hope this person sends it to me now um so yeah I would do that and then um which I think I have seen a couple other artists do I've also had a couple times where someone bought a larger painting of mine and they were walking around and wanted to continue to walk around so they asked I just hold on to it and so I kept it on my wall or they wanted to come back the next day and pick it up and I've done that for them so yeah I've held on to the painting for a little while until they want to come and get it most times people can just, you know, if it's a, if it's a medium size, small piece, they'll just take it with them. But larger paintings, yeah, sometimes people want to go get their car and put it in their car. Um, but that's what I recommend for the shipping. That's what I recommend for those larger paintings that sell. And I really hope you guys sell large paintings. I, I hope you do. That's always so fun and exciting. It's exhilarating to have um, people buying your work and knowing it's getting out into the world. So once again, um, there's so much I can talk about here with art festivals. There's a lot I did not talk about in terms of getting into art festivals. I didn't talk about um, the application stuff and how to like what kind of photographs you you need. There's also this thing called a booth shot that you're gonna need to have set up for um, your for the application, which I'll tell you how I did that when I did not have a tent yet. Um, and I still got in. 
to a festival, even without a booth shot. Um, so I'm going to talk about that on Patreon. I'm also going to talk a lot more about um, preparing for the festival and the kind of work that you might need. Like I said before, I have a bit of an equation to figure out what you need to create and how much of it to make your money back. Um, and then I also am going to be talking a lot more about how to set up your tent to have the best sort of experience. When you think about it, these people are walking through and seeing tons of artists in the same day and standing out can be hard. So I have kind of figured out a way to draw people into my tent and there's so much psychology to that. I mean, people dedicate their entire career to that sort of um, that sort of thing, and that marketing um, does marketing tactics. And I have learned a really uh, good way to entice people into my tent, which is how I lay out my work um, and how that setup stuff. So that once again. All of those things I'm going to talk about on Patreon. It's just too much to put into one episode here. Um, so yeah, and I really hope you guys do check that out. Once again, it's $3 a month, and I will be continuing to do deeper dives like this on Patreon each month. So I don't know what next month is going to be yet, but I will let you guys know. Um, I'll probably talk about it on here, do something similar to this, where I do kind of like a very much like overview and then we'll have more deeper information um, about that particular topic. So in the show notes, you'll be able to find my the link to my Patreon as well as on my Instagram bio. You can find it there. It's also my, on my website. So yeah, lots of ways to figure it out. Just look up Julia Hagen Art on Patreon um, and, I'm, and I'm right there. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, next week we are off. Uh, Aaron and I need a little, need a little break for after... Um, it's kind of Easter's this week, but we're taking Easter break next week. Um, and then we'll be back the week after. So thank you guys again and see you in two weeks.